0: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Buntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
1: What's up everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings Podcast
2: hey and i'm kat
3: and i'm jj and uh today we've got a a very um mm, a very disgruntled guest how uh, dare you with us yeah i'll i mean look this is the podcast you guys come to for our honest opinions and this is my honest opinion of this guest he's a little cranky a little disgruntled very rude Little crotchety. Uh, this is my brother, Rob Crable, joining the Real Hauntings podcast. Yay! Yay!
4: Okay.
3: Hello, thank
5: you. I'm fine. Uh, You know, just another day in the
3: apocalypse, Uh, so. Now Rob, we um, often ask our guests this question and I have a suspicion that I already know what your answer is going to be. But on a scale of one to 10.
2: Or zero to 10. or
3: Yeah, zero to 10. (laughs) Zero being any idea of ghosts is just bullshit. It's not real at all. 10, like 100%, I believe. And goes mm, and mm, talk mm. to them all the time. Where would you put yourself on that scale?
5: Um, can you define a
3: five? What's a five? A five is like a five is kind of where I'm at. I'm ghost. Yeah, ghosting. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I've heard a lot of uh, people tell stories. I'm, first of all, I'm very surprised you're even considering a five. Well, no, I'm not saying I'm considering a
5: five. I just want to know where I should be in relation because I think I'm more of like a two. So. I don't think that ghosts exists in all honesty. Um, I think that when we die, our bodies just turn into compost and that's all that there is to it. We just break down into different atoms and chemicals and then poof back into the, the world we go. But, um, you know, I, so I have a science background. Um, and that makes me say that I shouldn't ever close off, uh, possibilities to like, uh, of, to explain the world. But like, In terms of thinking that there's a spiritual phenomenon out there, like there's a a spirit to all of us, like I'm not into that crap. I don't think that's real. Um, There may be some weird things that happen that we say are quote unquote ghosts that we just don't know how to explain yet. Like yeah. back in the day, whenever a volcano exploded, somebody was like, "A god is angry." But then later, we found out about plate tectonics, and we're like, "Hey, it's not an angry god; it's the Earth." So it
3: might be an angry god. <laughs> <laughs> it might be an angry we don't god know for sure. So, Rob,
1: so, when yes. JJ says that he takes a very scientific approach to things, does he just mean that he's following in the footsteps of his big brother? So J.J. has a social
5: science degree, so I don't think that he actually understands scientific rigor to the same degree that I do with uh, two natural science degrees, I might say. Wow, wow. you guys must fucking lace. Really, you guys
2: seem to really, like, just look up to each other and love <laughs> each other a lot. This is really cool for you to come on, Rob.
5: I mean, I only literally have to look up to JJ because he's this hideous giant, and when you look up, you see these cavernous
3: nostrils. All right. um, so. so just just to, so our listeners know, when Rob means I'm a hideous giant, it means I'm a normal height person, <laughs> and he is not. <laughs> um, so just... You
1: know, what you will. So so Rob, how did it make you feel when you found out that JJ had this successful ghost podcast going on? I mean, as a man of science and you grew up around JJ and I mean JJ didn't even believe in ghosts. He's now gone from when we started, probably about a two to somewhere, to a five, where he's kind of open. I was a, was one. Like a, a one. I was a, a one. one.
3: Was even so, further on the scale of non-belief. So though.
1: through this podcast, he's, he's leapt from, you know, zero, one, to five, to where he's thinking wow. maybe this stuff is real. So how does that make you feel? You've, you've known JJ better than any of us. I mean, you've known him your whole <laughs> life. Um, <laughs> or his whole life, so so how does that make you feel? Do you, do you approve of the podcast? Do you think it's interesting? What are, what are your thoughts on that?
5: I think it is interesting. I love a good ghost story. I like, I like horror films, I like ghost stories. I find them entertaining. Um, I, I don't find them to be like real based on like a spiritual basis. I, for the most part, I'm like something weird and funky in the natural world happened and it is probably very rare, which is why it's very hard to study. That's why we don't know about it. Um, also, I, have, I am a firm believer that our big giant monkey brains are very creative and fill in a lot of gaps. And there's a lot of studies that show that human memory is not super reliable and our brains, when they confront information that doesn't make sense, they start drawing connections that, that make no sense. So. So I, I I love the podcast for the entertainment value. Um, I have told JJ multiple times he needs to be meaner to people, though. <laughs> He's
2: too nice. Yeah, we really have shifted a little bit from, you know, being skeptical, questioning everyone. We still do that. But I feel like lately, you know, we've been really convinced by a lot of these stories. So it's interesting for me to bring you on and let you hear some of the things that we've heard yeah, um, and try to get your just virgin <laughs> response to it if that makes yeah.
5: sense. I mean, I, I will just say like, I will probably just sort of say that's a very fascinating story. I'm sure that that person believes that what they're saying is true. I'm sure that there's a lot of unexplained things going on and I'm also sure that their brains are jumping to conclusions that put more meaning into yeah. what happened than what happened.
1: So we have a set of clips in our little uh-huh. clip bank. Is there one in particular you'd like to start with?
3: Well, wait, I wanna ask Rob a question first. So okay. um, have, have like most of our guests obviously come on with like a ghost story. Have you ever had any experiences in your life that you were like, maybe that was a ghost? A couple nights ago I was really high and it was windy and things
5: were banging and I was like, it's a ghost. And I was like, no Rob, you're stoned, go to bed. So that was about as, as close as I've come. <laughs>
3: well, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe you were just more sensitive and open to it because of the THC. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We got a clip. The first one I want you to listen to is uh, from an interview we did with a medium. Now, I know you've listened to one of our medium episodes with yeah. Teresa, where she allegedly made contact with our grandfather. And I know you have a lot of qualms. About oh my that, as, as do I. <laughs> um, but this is actually a different medium, April, and we're just going to listen to the clip.
4: I do mediumship because I like to look at the people because I could see people around them. Like, I know one of you has an older woman, and I think it's going to be you, <laughs> Jade, complaining about your hair. Like- <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, uh, that is definitely my mom. Yeah. Uh, uh,
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and and the beard to shave that um you
3: know well what can i do all barbershops are closed at least for now so
4: just trying know, to get I'm by about you clothes too um <laughs> no no well your mom's here or
3: no i was just zooming with her though like, no,
4: no, no. this is somebody that's passed so this might be grandma oh oh
3: yeah she's very much alive. Uh, but yeah, I was
4: gonna say, no, this is somebody that's past. Uh,
3: oh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> also I'm sure some, <throat> dis, some past relative is yeah. looking down and embarrassed so about horrible. my hair. Okay, Rob, is it possible <laughs> that <laughs> our mom is sending psychic vibrations halfway across the country to let people know that she disapproves of my hair and my clothes? <laughs> Um, Cindy is a very powerful woman
5: and her opinions on your hair and clothes are very strong. So sure, I will leave a a crack open for that possibility. You
2: must be very convinced by that clip.
5: No, I mean, so I I think that there's a lot of good evidence that shows that people who are mediums are really good at reading people. And like this woman did very uh, similar things that like most mediums do. They pitch out like a very broad sweeping generalization. An older woman in your life, Oh, you're contacting a dead person. A lot of us know old dead ladies. Um, and then she picks up on like JJ's hair, just like sending, like fishing to see if that happens. And JJ reacted strongly, like laughing about it. So she said, okay, I see that like this, like his appearance is something that people will comment on. So she starts to draw from that. And then the second he's like, my mom who's alive. And she's like, no, it's a dead person. It's like, see, but she, she's not talking to. Dead people. She's reading you and and finding convincing ways to convince you of what you're doing. Okay. Well, shout out to
2: the lovely mediums that have been on the (laughs) podcast.
3: Thank you
5: very much. (laughs) Um, Next question.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that is a good point, though. And I mean, I mean, it's not like it, it. It's a big stretch to like you know, see me with my... Well, your
1: hair was, like, ratchet as fuck then, too. It's JJ.
3: JJ is ratchet as fuck. Okay, it's (laughs) quarantine hair, okay? I have quarantine hair.
5: It's quarantine everywhere! Take a shower!
3: (laughs) But so to, like, you know, see me and then, like, yeah, it would be very fair to assume that I could have an older relative that had passed away that really disapproves of my hairstyle. I so, will yeah. say
2: there are some very strong stories of, of people that like feel and see and and like have these symbols and pictures in their heads and like have very specific yeah. things.
3: It comes down to like do these people have like some kind of unexplained psychic gift because you know we have heard some like really very oddly specific stories but again secondhand or do people just have like a really, really like highly sharpened gift for being able to read people like you? I, I just,
5: I genuinely think that mediums are really good at getting information out of people and reading their reactions to build a story. And that, Most people who go see mediums are doing it, hoping genuinely to have a connection. So they're willing to make those, those leaps in the imagination that like, if I went into a medium reading, I would just fuck with the person the entire time and just like, let them be like, oh yes, you're talking about my dead great grandmother, Edna, who I spent my early childhood with every year in Alabama. And like, they would have that reading for me and it would just be to fuck with them.
1: So anyways. How how do you explain like deja vu or people having dreams and then they kind of see what happened in the dream unfold. Like those weird phenomena that we all experience to some level. Yeah. Uh, Obviously that's not being a medium, but it is kind of a weird shared experience, you know, by humans. How do you, what are your thoughts on that?
5: I, I think that it's mostly just like our, our big monkey brains and weird chemicals happening up there. Like, um, I've also very much been like, I feel like this has happened before, and part of that may be that the way that our brains store memory is that we don't dedicate every single thing to our accessible long-term memory, but we take a lot of, like, we do store every single experience of our lives in our brain somewhere. It's just not all of that is accessible. There's like a very rare sort of um, condition. Um, I forget what it's called. I was just um, talking to, I was talking to my therapist about this recently, um, where uh, like 30 people can recall every single thing that happens to them. And there's like, Uh
4: yeah.
5: yeah, and there's like certain like head injuries where people like all of a sudden can access every single thing that happened. So All of our like experiences are stored somewhere in our memory. It's just not all of our, huh?
2: Hyperfermesia.
5: Ooh, there it is. Hyperfermesia. So everything's back there in like, in like our giant like Amazon servers in the back of our heads, but not all of it's easily accessible. So part of that may just be, we have had similar instances before and like, we're like starting to access it, but like we can't fully access those like past experiences. So it feels like deja vu where it's like, I have a feeling that like this exact thing, same same thing has happened to me before, but it just wasn't like noticeable enough for your brain to, like, keep it into your accessible long-term memory, but it's still back in the, in the file somewhere. Yeah. And that makes
3: sense to me, because I've, I've said before on this podcast that, like, whenever I do get deja vu, it's always over something, like, so, like, minute and unimportant that, like, yeah, that makes sense that, like, my brain wouldn't hold on to that long-term memory
5: yeah because your brain's constantly making decisions like we live very boring lives for the most part so a lot of our stuff gets stored in the back files so it's hard for it to make its decision and, and there is a bit of a, a lag time between when it goes fully back back there so
4: okay yeah.
2: next one here we next go one.
3: next clip well so noah you brought up dreams, dreams. so when this interview happened it like really had me shook. We were interviewing someone who was staying at his girlfriend's family's farmhouse for like the first time. I'm staying in a guest room and uh had this really like horrible, disturbing graphic dream. Yeah. Turns out this farmhouse has like a really horrible uh I mean it's a it's an old farmhouse in the South. So it has a really bad history. Like you know, I think you can figure out what that means. Slavery? Uh,
5: Can we talk about slavery? No,
3: we don't. don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, yes. It has a very uh, uh, sketchy history with slavery. But anyways, so this next clip is him telling us about when he went to his girlfriend to uh, tell her about the dream he had and his girlfriend's reaction to that. Okay.
2: Did you end up asking about like the history of the house or bringing up this dream to anyone there?
3: So, yeah, so what
1: made me go from, like, that was a terrifying nightmare to this was a
3: supernatural experience um, was the next morning, um, I immediately went to uh, my girlfriend at the time and said, like, I just had a really horrible dream. And she kind of looked at me, I guess, like, almost disappointed that she had to
1: talk about it or, like, ashamed, I guess, because it kind of looked like she knew it was going to happen, but she said, Before I was even like able to tell her what it was, it was like you had a dream that you like you strangled a woman, right? Wow! Like yeah, and immediately weirded out and like wanted to leave. And she went on to tell me that like yeah, like
3: everyone who everyone who sleeps in this house for the first time has that
4: dream.
1: Huh? That's weird. Right. And this guy did not, like, was not necessarily somebody, like, he wasn't in the ghost world. He wasn't profiting by being a ghost person. This is just, like, your average Joe who was recommended by a friend. Hey, I know somebody who's got a weird, you know, kind of ghost thing that happened. And he was, like,
2: very spooked. Like, like he didn't want to tell us names or locations clearly for, you know, just privacy. But he was, like, I've never really talked about this. Um,
5: Wow. I mean, like... So when I, my first thought when it comes to dreams is um, dreams are also really – Difficult for people to remember Um, when you dream, and it 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 accesses a different part of your memory. Um, It's actually your brain like releasing information that it doesn't need to store. Um, So that's why like oftentimes when you wake up from a dream to like pee, it's like super vivid in your head, and then you get back from peeing, and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck I was just dreaming about, but I knew I just had this epic dream. So like dreams are always hard to like fully access and. In that regards, it's always a little unreliable as to the accuracy of somebody being able to recount a dream, uh, unless they like write it down immediately after they wake up. That being said, it's very odd that every person who the first time they have spent the night in this house has had this sort of same dream, I guess – My first question is, what is the sample size of this sort of like, like, has she actually talked to every person who has slept in this house and like, they all have that same dream or is she using everybody in a hyperbolic sense? Even if it is hyperbolic, it is interesting that more than one person has had that dream. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I would wonder if there's anything like about the farmhouse or the aesthetic there that would stimulate that type of memory to like show up. I guess I would also wonder, like, what the similarities are between the strangling dream. Like, is the woman always
3: the same? Is the setting always the same? The way he described it was that it was always like in the dream. Like, it wasn't him in the dream. He was just like he was old, watching somebody, old white person who was strangling a young black woman, and that's okay. how it's like. Like that. That's from his account. Is how it always appears. Oh, I
2: thought it was him. Doing it, huh?
5: I mean, I I guess I would wonder if, like, there was anything sort of at the farmhouse that would have, like, maybe prompted that thought.
2: So, lately, here's where I am is that people can kind of leave energy where they are, and people can pick that up in a way, and it, it just sounds really woo woo, but like, you know, on a stage we've witnessed this several times. If we're talking about one or two or three specific topics in an improv show and we all leave and nobody was in there watching or listening, the next group comes out on stage and those same topics get brought up, like very specifically. It, it, like it happened with Bop It, it happened with Your Name once. It was just like so bizarre that the same state. Anyway, so in my head, you know, this this like, energy that's there is left and then it's picked up and so maybe like all these people staying in this room are like picking up the actual really intense energy of what happened during that situation um and maybe that's why they're all having them in their dream or or their brains are releasing that information i really liked that Uh, No.
4: (laughs) No. (laughs) No. We we are gonna meet.
5: People don't. People don't like leave energy the way that you like leave a fart on a stage. That's not a thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like
5: when. No.
2: Not okay. You're thinking like mystical glittery energy. I just. What
5: are you talking about?
2: Well, like a plant dies and then it, it's got its stuff that seeps into the earth and then it's, it's. Dust goes places.
3: I don't know. I think... I, I think are you trying,
5: are you trying gonna, to describe pollination? What is going uh, uh, on?
2: No, we're going to mean in the afterlife, and I'm going to punch you, because I'm going to be right
3: one
5: day. <laughs> and All right, that's fine. I'll take that punch. Well, I think,
3: I think energy is, like, one of those words that, like, means so many different things to different people. Because, like, obviously, energy is, like, a real thing. Like, every, yeah. everything has energy that's, like, constantly vibrating. And I think you know, some people kind of conflate energy with like this, like kind of soul concept, but I think Rob, maybe you would have more of a viewpoint that like energy is just raw energy. It's not attached to like, like memories or quirks or personality traits or, or anything like that. Is that.
5: Yeah. Like energy is like, it's the current that moves through the machine to make the machine work. Like energy essentially at like at its base, like, function is just like food it's metabolizing
2: so if we have memory why and and we're all built essentially from the same thing as everything else on this earth yeah uh then why can't something else like a space or a room or an object have some sort of memory they leave
5: uh because rooms are inanimate and don't
1: metabolize
3: but they do have energy going through them right like i mean every object is like Vibrating with energy, right?
1: Yeah, that fart you left in the chair. It- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
5: um, Anyways, we don't have sure. to like,
4: get super. But like,
5: I will also say that memories are like part of the way that brains are constructed. They're not like memories aren't made by like buzzing energy. Memories are, are the way that like our brain is structured to like store information.
4: From it, like a
5: wall cannot have memory because a wall does not have a central
3: nervous system. Oh, that but
4: we know
1: of
3: talk.
4: <laughs> Or a
2: cerebellum, which is where your balance in memory is. Or associated. a
3: cerebellus who so about it. The wall <laughs>
5: also does not have cerebellus in it. So, Rob, oh.
1: safe, to, safe to say you're at like a 2.5 now after that story? No,
5: <laughs> no. I'm staying at a 2. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if, you, if you needle me like that again, I make it combative and move to a 1.5 just to make a point.
1: So I pulled one that I was curious to get Rob's take on because I thought it fit a pattern that I didn't see in the other stories that we've had happen a lot. So where Mm. somebody sees a ghost and then they tell somebody else, usually a family member, and that family member confirms something significant about that ghost to them that they would not have known otherwise. So Rob, I'm curious to get your feedback on this.
4: I just felt like someone was standing next to me again. So I like looked up and there's this lady standing right next to me and she's wearing like a gray sweatshirt, gray sweatpants. her hair's like shoulder length and she's just looking down over me and her hair is like all in her face, like hanging. And I just like stared at her and I closed my eyes and then opened them again and she was still there. So I literally just rolled over and went to sleep. And so in the morning I was so scared. I'm like, why didn't I, get scared last night. That was the weirdest thing to me because I'm usually like really scared. So I didn't know why I wasn't scared. And then I told my mom what happened. She's like, oh my God, that literally sounds like my mom, like what she'd always wear since she passed away when my mom was 16. So I never met her or anything. So she went in and got a picture of her, like the only picture she has. And I'm like, that's 100% the lady I saw standing there.
5: I mean, I think with this one, for me, I guess I would question like, how awake the person was when she was like seeing this woman uh, ghost who was sitting on her bed. Um, Like if it's in the middle of the night, is she sort of like lucidly dreaming or is she like fully awake? Like, I I don't know what sort of the lead up to that story. It also feels like one of those instances in which a sort of fuzzy memory could have been confirmed later with sort of a, a photo. Like... For a lot of people, yeah,
3: yeah, like filling in the gap thing, like, mm -hmm.
5: like you just have this placeholder of like this sort of woman with hair in her face wearing sort of like a gray sort of sweater and and sweatpants and like the photo gets shown and it fills in the the memory for you and you're and you end up convincing yourself, oh, that's exactly who I saw and exactly what I saw. Um,
2: You get this kind of frequently. Yeah. Of our
1: so that individual, um, her name is Mackie, that came on our podcast and the house she grew up in uh, and still currently lives in, she claims that it's haunted. And there's some other weird stuff going on. Uh, there's like a, a ghost she claims it's there from a guy that killed himself in the uh, garage. Oh, that's was maybe spooky. the previous owner. And uh, did some weird things. But we do, like Kat said, we do get it a lot where somebody will claim hey i saw this ghost and then they start talking about it to a family member and they go oh that sounds just like Mm -hmm. uh your cousin daniel and they go and get it and they're like yeah that's the military outfit he was you know that so do you think that's just like confirmation bias is is that i think
5: part of it is confirmation bias i think another part of it may be just like these people may have like heard some stories or have seen some photos of like this dead relative that they just didn't fully store an accessible memory, but I don't know. Like, like I said, there's a lot of like unexplained stuff that happens out there. I just don't think that like the first jump to say that oh, you definitely saw a ghost, because that's the other thing is like if you are the type of like if you're saying that you saw a ghost, and like then all of a sudden your relatives are helping you to confirm that yes, you did see a ghost, and this was the ghost that you saw, and like they can pull from like, depending on the family, they can pull from so many different examples of, like, dead relatives that could match whatever it is that you said that you saw. So, I, I, like, the the thing is, is, like, it's not measurable. It's not something that, like, can be, like, we, we have no way to, like, fully study and, like, to understand the phenomenon aside from these stories from people. And while I find them Entertaining, people are not reliable conveyors of information.
2: And you'd Uh, like this far into the world and civilization, we'd have like concrete, like material of these instances and like oh, absolutely, especially by this point. But I mean, we all we are always continuously learning more and more and more about space and about how the body works and the brain and everything. So, um, well,
5: and and as we do, cat, we learn that. Some of the things that we thought were like controlled by God or ghosts or spirits or whatever is not that, it's just some yeah. physical phenomena.
1: But guys, there are tiktok filters where you can see ghosts in your house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't even
5: understand no. what that is. I don't even understand what it is. I don't care to understand what it is. And I think that's what makes me an old person now. Yeah, and it's a very so upsetting related. realization.
2: <laughs> this is that. A- <laughs> Refreshing for us as like the skeptic ghost podcast, who
5: have
3: all been like lovey-dovey,
5: like yes, ghosts. Well, got it. My back to my number one comment: you gotta be meaner to people.
3: <laughs> well, I do have a question about confirmation bias because yeah. you know, like it's it's very easy to say, like okay, well, they wanted to see a ghost. Someone told them these details. They confirmed it for themselves. I I feel like right now it's easy for me to like listen to your explanation yeah like well they're not remembering it correctly and me wanting to well i want to believe that ghosts are real right but i also want to believe that i was right the whole time and that ghosts aren't real <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i'm like oh yeah that story was bullshit. even though last week when i heard it i was like there's I have no idea how this is possible so I don't know Does confirmation bias go both ways and like how do do we check ourselves on that but
2: before you answer that let's listen to the Amanda clip I think that will that will we will get back to this because this will really
1: yeah kind of push it a little a little further um so yeah let's uh so Amanda before we get into it Amanda is somebody who I call is haunted, Uh, JJ um, Uh. has a good friend, Devin, who I would describe as somebody else who's haunted. They see ghosts all the time, anywhere, everywhere. Uh, So yeah, let's jump into this clip.
4: So she really wanted to get to the bottom of it. And I was sitting on her bed one night and she was sitting in a chair across the room from me. And I was watching TV, and I could see the back of her laptop screen said Toshiba on it. Her, mom. This is her And I got up from the bed and walked up to the footstool. And I looked at my mom, and I said, Mom, he says, don't do it. And she says, don't do what, Amanda? She was so sick of it. I said, she says, don't you dare call a priest. And my oh. mom was actually searching a priest to come and bless our home just to kind of knock that out if that was what was really happening. Wow. So it wasn't until that moment that my mom realized somebody was standing behind her, reading her computer screen, telling me what she was seeing. Oh, my God. And you said you were four
1: or five at that time? Yeah,
4: I was four or five. So I've had people, when I started sharing this story, a lot of people were saying, well, like, you probably read the computer screen. Like, I couldn't really read at that point. No. Or I didn't even know what a priest was. So yeah. that was when my mom was really realizing what was happening to me. So basically she kind of
2: had like a demon with her at all times. She could describe him and she had a name for him and like her parents noticed a shift in her behavior as she got older. They like, her brother went and like stole ho- holy water once and she like cursed at him when she was four being like, get that away from here because apparently like the demon was telling her to. And so at this point, her mom's like on the computer looking up a priest and she's like, don't do it, mom. This sounds like a scary horror movie. And it got
1: got so bad that they had multiple exorcisms performed on the home and on her because she kept saying things that somebody of her age shouldn't and and couldn't,
3: you know, in theory. Wouldn't have
2: had like that access to observe, you know, to be able to mimic that.
3: But. Yeah. How would you explain her knowing what her mom was, sur- or just like saying, like, don't, like, call a priest. The moment her mom was, I mean,
5: I have no idea what else was happening in that moment, but I imagine if mom was Googling a priest, that there was probably some sort of altercation that happened earlier that made a sort of a tense environment. And maybe she just like saw her mom on the computer and was like, I know that my mom's doing something to like get at me. So I'm just going to tell her to don't the priest thing, maybe she said that, maybe that was something that got filled into her memory later. Like, this is the other thing is that you're relying on this person to be your primary and sole source of information for what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that that's a reliable way to, like, accurately
3: tell what happened in that situation. Right. Yeah, especially since she was four. But the
1: thing is, and, and I certainly understand what you're saying, I think that, I think if you've never heard these stories or like for us and for our, you know, our listeners and for Rob, if you've listened as well, you guys just hear this through an audio medium. When we interview these people, we are looking directly at them, which I think gives us a little more, you know, an inclination or, or at least we get a vibe of what these people are like. Whereas if you're just listening to it, I think it's easier to write it off. Amanda specifically I mean, the stories are grandiose, right? They sound bigger than life. Like she went on to tell another story where she drove by and saw this guy on the road, like every day at a certain time. And to the point where she was like, what is this guy doing? So then she pulls over and she's like, hey, can I help you? And then she realizes that it's a dead person, you know, a ghost. Uh, And then they have a conversation and she realizes that he doesn't even realize that he's dead. She goes home and starts clicking around on the internet and finds out that a young father recently crashed his car at that site and died. Now, again, no way to know what's going on. I mean, we're not her, you know, but if you're going to be a skeptic, you'd say, oh, maybe she just heard it on the news. And if there is something going on, you know, her brain manifested the stuff Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But we have pre-interviewed people before that we haven't lit on the podcast because they did give us some inclination of like, well, maybe we shouldn't have this person on.
2: Yeah, I will say, Amanda, like, I believe everything she said. There's just, there is... yeah, I don't know. There's a difference between this and what she was saying. She, But the creepy, also another creepy part was that she, I asked her if she could see anything through Zoom and she said there's been like an old lady standing behind this in this group <laughs> yeah. the entire time we were talking to her. And so when she said that, I was like, ah.
1: And I'll, Rob, I'll play that for you because here's the creepiest thing about that clip because it's only like a second, the part I'm going to play you, is that there was an unexplained noise captured in the recording that sounds like a woman almost like talking when Amanda sees this, whatever, she, you know, ghost or apparition that she's claiming to see. Hold on, I'm gonna have to.
3: Okay, can I just say, you have not told the two people who live in the house where this is (laughs) happening. (laughs) You told
2: me and I thought I told you. I thought I played it for you.
3: Oh, did you? Oh, Okay, maybe I, maybe thing. I forgot. JJ, <laughs> it's
2: memory or it's woo.
3: <laughs> okay, so I think it's I think it's this. Oh, okay. So you you have the clip on your computer. Yeah,
1: let's let's see if this will work.
3: And oh, she was sorry. here the whole time, and you're just now telling us yes. <laughs> it. Right. Yeah.
2: That was it. The at the end.
3: Oh you, you heard that I was, was there. that was probably.
2: No, play it again. <laughs>
3: I mean, that sounds like that could have been one of us signs. Could have been anybody. It could have been I'm, anybody. <laughs> I'm not convinced on this one. It was so weird. I mean, like, uh, like obviously, we had just heard all of these other ghost stories from this woman, who and they were, like, you know, very, like, strange and bizarre and, like, unexplainable. And then she tells us there's a ghost behind us, and then she tells us it's walking closer to us, and then she goes... <laughs> Oh, it put its hand on your shoulder. And, like, the minute she said that, I felt my shoulder tingling, which I know is probably just my brain hearing that suggestion and then, like, feeling it. Yeah. But it was still, like, such a – Yeah. Like,
5: that's interesting because sensations are really interesting because our body does not, like, feel – pain unless we're like kind of or feel things unless we're kind of anticipating the the feeling of it that's why like sometimes you'll grab like a hot pan and you won't feel how hot it is until like a couple of seconds later because it takes your neurons a while to catch up um or like a couple of years ago i accidentally dropped a kitchen knife on my foot and oh, like I remember that there was no pain because partially my adrenaline was rushing there but also because like i was not anticipating that until like about two minutes after like then I got the knife out of my foot so our brains and our bodies are fantastical things that like Is to the fill in gaps right
3: on his foot yes I Is know brain working uh, that great yeah. I will uh, well. say
1: though as like the person who like you know edits the podcast when because that's the second time we've had like kind of an unexplained noise come in one it's just it's creepy it's really creepy when like you're editing because you know I've got like you know super hardcore headphones on so I can hear like every little thing to see what I want to, you know, edit out. And to hear like somebody go, oh, there's a ghost behind you. Then you hear Cat and JJ's reaction. And then you hear like, what to me sounded like a lady, like, ah, it creaks. Like I take the headphones out for a minute and I have to like be like, okay, I have to deal with this. But like I had chills all up and down my body. And then we had one other time where um, Devin saw a ghost behind Cat. And, always behind me and, <laughs> uh, also a lady ghost and cat reacted of course and then there was just this really strange bass vibration that lasted for about a second and a half now like it could be anything it could be been a car driving by but the weird thing for me is that it's always something like something i've never heard before in one of our audio recordings we've done like 70 of these so it's it's just strange the timing of when it happens versus like why not happen at the beginning or the, like, why does it always fit perfectly with the narrative of what's happened? You know, I mean, it's just, it's probably just happenstance, but it's bizarre. You know,
5: I, I would challenge you to, to like, there may have been other instances in which weird noises were, Occurring in the podcast that just like you didn't ascribe that much value to it, so just like you quickly removed that away and didn't even think about that as like ascribing it to a ghost thing, like that noise coming at ghosts, like you're ascribing value more to hyper that. aware in that
1: moment. Yeah. yeah, so
5: that may be part of what's happening, or you're all haunted by ghosts.
1: JJ should be all the nasty <laughs> things he says about
3: jokes. JJ should be haunted by ghosts okay. he's a very bad boy speaking yeah. speaking of people who should be haunted by ghosts Rob do you remember <laughs> we so Rob and I have a cousin who used to live in London and we went and uh, visited her and her husband one time it was just the two of us and she, uh, I made they, JJ drink beer <laughs> yeah it was so fun um and they took us to uh this like really cool underground cave system, mm-hmm. um, and there was like a little uh, pool of water in the caves. And they told everyone like, okay, like this pool of water is haunted. People have tried to like spend the night here before, and like no one's ever been able to do it because it's too scary. Um, and if you if you touch the pool of water, the the silver lady or the gray lady or whatever is gonna is gonna haunt you and follow you. So, I don't think we even said anything. We just looked at each other and then at the same time just, like, splashed the water. (laughs) And did did any weird entity follow you after that experience? No. It was...
5: Fine. Yeah. <laughs> and she was a druid ghost too, because these were like the tunnels that like the the Londoners carved during the Blitz. And as they were digging them, they they accidentally discovered an old network of druidic tunnels. Um, yeah. It was a really good tour,
3: but yeah, no ghosts. <laughs> yeah, no ghosts. Good tour, but no ghosts.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think this is—is is this our last clip? Yeah. Oh, yeah and I this one, so. like
2: we we have a good grasp of where you stand on all these ghosts and we appreciate it, and I appreciate <laughs> it, too, because it, like, gets our minds kind of, whoop, for the next guest that we have. But this- okay, story, but you did
5: have, like, some judgy, squinty eyes at me when you said that.
2: I'm I, back and forth. We've been watching these, like, space documentaries, so even since our last recording, I'm like, do I believe all these stories? Anyways. I mean, if I,
3: space I, exists, why can't go <laughs> space? <laughs> well, wait,
1: wait.
2: Before we go off-topic, Sorry, Noah, do you have a question?
1: I just wanted, to just real quick, yes or no, Rob, do you believe that aliens exist?
5: I believe that life exists on other planets, okay. yes. We'll, we'll, we'll jump back later. I just wanted,
1: <laughs> from our last episode, I wanted that clarified.
2: So this story though, um, yeah, this is one of my favorites.
1: And Rob, you should know on this one, so we had a guest on, um, he came on, shared his ghost story, and then he starts saying, yeah, but you should really talk to my mom. She's got some crazy <laughs> ghost stories. So we called her live on air, And um, she works at a hospice, and this is what she told us. And I was walking down the
5: south
4: hallway, and I walked past the Whirlpool room, and I took a step back because I thought I saw someone in there. And I slipped on the light, and it was Mabel. And I'm like, it's 2 o'clock in
5: the morning. What in the hell is she doing up here? So I said, just a minute, Mabel. And so I went back to the nurse's station because we had phones that we would call each other on in the other buildings. And I called, and the nurse answered. And I said, hey, and I can't remember the nurse's name. I said, I don't know what happened, but Mabel is sitting up here waiting for her bath. I said, I just walked by, saw her in there. I said, did somebody bring her up? And we forgot about her and I didn't see her because Mabel was really quiet. She wouldn't say anything. And she got really quiet and she goes, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, she's sitting up here. And she goes, Kelly, we did uh, two o'clock rounds and we found Mabel
1: dead in her bed. She's
5: dead. whoa, whoa. Mabel, Wait, are you okay? ten. You're, a ten, <laughs> You're a ten now, now. You're a ten now. <laughs> now right? You're ten. <laughs> no, I mean that's a that's a very fun and awesome story. I don't necessarily yeah. believe that the ghost of Mabel was there. I don't know how to explain that though. Um, And that's that's part of it. That's part of science. There are things out there that we don't know and that we don't yet understand. And that's okay. And that's good. That's like why science continues to exist is because we have all these questions and we'll never actually understand how everything works because there's too many questions to answer in like a bajillion lifetimes. But yeah, I just I think I don't think that like jumping to ghosts is like, the is the right place to jump to. But that's probably, that's a crazy story.
2: It's probably just like the whirlpool had its own cerebellum or cerebellus and yeah. just left a memory from its energy so there. Nervous it's so nervous system. The, the <laughs> washing machine.
5: You're saying that the washing machine no, a projected whirlpool a tub. whirlpool tub. Like a, it's hot really clean, it's a Clean wounds. It's a washing oh.
3: machine for humans.
5: Don't you just put the elderly in a, like, washing machine? Like, just gentle tumble?
3: This is why Uh you will never be allowed to care for any elderly person in your life, Rob. And that is a conscious
5: decision that I'm making. I'm okay with that. I keep telling our parents every time that I see them, I, like, remind them. I'm like... JJ is taking care of us so that they commit that to their long-term memory. The
3: unemployed son.
2: I it was has about to be like, son.
5: <laughs> That's fine. JJ's got great spirits.
3: I think that story is like my absolute favorite in terms of entertainment value. I don't think it's the most convincing one we've had because it it was, you know, just Nick's mom who saw the ghost. we had other stories and I tried to find like a very neat and tidy clip that we could quickly play and I just like can't find it in our catalog well jj what about
1: this where we okay so we had a guest on who's one of our friends that we do improv with nikki and she starts telling us similar thing uh you know we had this ghost in our house blah blah blah, and she's like oh but you know who you should talk to is my mom and dad because this ghost choked my dad because he thought he was a pimp and he disapproved of him dating my mom so sure enough (laughs) we called them and they're at the airport like the clip is horrible because the sound quality Mm. is just not good. Like, you have airport noises all in the background. But sure enough, the mom confirms it. The dad confirms it. And Nikki, who is like a very grounded individual in real life, she confirms it. And that one to me is like very weird because the way the mother talked about it was almost like she had this... Asshole guardian angel in her life, and it got passed down from another relative and it attached to her. And then it finally went away after it realized that the dad was okay and not there as a pimp. But the father said, Her father said the ghost literally like choked him in bed, and the mom had to like huh. ward it off. That's weird. And that's, you know, stories like that either to, for me, it's like this is where I get tripped up because again, it's a very grandiose story. Either they're lying or they're telling the truth when you got well, three people so, sharing a story about one ghost you
5: know? i think that there's like a so that black and white sort of dichotomy i don't think is actually fair for a lot of this because i imagine you talk to a lot of people who believe that they are telling you a factual Their thing truth, yeah. yeah like and and honestly like humans are such bad reporters at like our even our own personal history and we like edit our own personal narratives in subtle ways every single goddamn day. Mm -hmm. Like, we are not good reporters. So even though, like, I am telling you something that I fervently believe is true, it could be a lie. Like, that's, like, it's not like we're all Donald Trump and lying on purpose to, like, destroy American democracy and civilization. But, like, most of us are, like, inadvertent liars in little ways. So... Yeah. And so I
2: am mean, really hopeful and excited that something like this exists, so that we can all continue oh, to love each other after.
1: Okay, get closer no. to that microphone. What are no. you doing? No,
5: I <laughs> I, I am very much crazy. I am very much looking forward to my expiration date. Like, there's way too much hugging in this world.
1: No. Okay. So it's funny you say yeah. that, Rob, because I, I I don't bring this up anymore on the podcast <laughs> because I said it too many times. But no, you big-
3: totally brought it up like a week ago.
1: Okay. But I had the same <laughs> the same reasoning because I'm going to tell I'm going to share the same story with Rob. So I I have a uh, pandemic. <laughs> I have a pandemic therapist. I told her about my fear of death. And um, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast. And she suggested that I go stay in some haunted hotels by myself, not for the <laughs> podcast, because then if it's confirmed that there are ghosts, I won't be afraid of death anymore. Needless I to think say, you, sh- go you ahead. should get a new therapist. Bella. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really connect. I like my therapist. <laughs> It's all fascinating. I do try to take everything as entertainment that we do on the podcast. Um, Of course, I want to know if ghosts are real. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think for the three of us, it's just really fun to hear these ghost stories and to try to figure it out. But it is really fun, too. Yeah. And also, I, I love pushing JJ's buttons on the podcast, and so I get JJ get has the to, to funnest buttons to push.
2: it's so fun. Oh, okay,
1: gross cat, gross.
2: Oh, not like that. Never <laughs> I ever.
1: Now Rob's playing my role on the podcast.
4: <laughs> lordy, lordy.
1: So Rob, well, when, when we started this, you were a two. Where where are you now? I'm a two. <laughs> I'm a two. I'm a big number two.
3: A big
5: yeah. shit.
3: Yeah, not surprised. Well, <laughs> well, we
2: appreciate you coming in, listening I, to our theories.
3: Yeah,
5: I do it, think life exists on other planets, though. That's a you think theory. it's
3: visited Earth? Uh, no. Okay, because
5: I think I think that space is too big. I think it's too we're too far apart for people for other life forms
3: to visit us. That's we're my- too far apart for stupid human apes to figure it out but that's Other places
2: time is different and yeah your oceans are iron or it's different okay
3: i'm going to send you some <laughs> some really really weird alien abduction stories so okay get Our last guest was abducted by aliens. Yeah, hey Rob,
1: you want to hear one more (laughs) clip? This one's really short. Let me hear the alien abduction one.
2: He kept asking me questions and describing what I was seeing. And basically the next part is humanoid thing, alien, whatever it is, tells me to be calm. And I pretended to be calm because I'm in survival mode. That's when my friend, he said he believed me when that part happened because the second that the humanoid or the alien came into my memory
4: and I was describing it, every time he would ask me a question, I would whisper in response because I was so scared. And he he was like, why are you whispering? And I was like, because I don't want it to hear me. Like, that's how scared I was. He could see my heart in my throat, like pounding.
1: And I should preface that with saying that was her talking about her experience to her um Closest therapist describing the experience that she had about being abducted by aliens with a friend. Oh, and she
5: like did she did she remember being abducted by an she alien? Says, or?
2: She says her and her friend were outside on a patio and they were talking and smoking. And next thing they know, like the, it almost felt like time had passed. But they they just like are both come back to consciousness, sitting with their hands in their lap. Their cigarettes aren't in their hands, and they're both looking at each other like. Wait, what? Like, it was kind of like mid-conversation.
1: And it was was like like they had been placed like
3: they were dolls in a chair. And it had been, like, hours later or something like that. Which... I will just say. Then we talked about um, my favorite show on Netflix, which is Unexplained Mysteries, and the alien abduction episode that they did there. Where like twenty people had the exact same thing happen to them, and then like met each other and were like, "Wait a second, I saw you on the ship," and like just weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So
5: I guess I I I leave the door much more open that aliens have visited Earth uh, than I do that ghosts exist. Five, right? Yeah. So like, I think that the, that life, like we are not the only ones in the universe because there's nothing special about earth or humanity. Like we're not the only places that life exists. There's, uh, oh, I forget. Have you what seen my
1: one man show? I don't, I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen
2: any of our improv
3: shows, Rob? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just that virtual one I did on Zoom.
5: Just that virtual yeah. one you did on Zoom. And I forget, Zoom. you did something yeah. wrong with the biology and I had to text cat oh, the
2: corrections. Like caterpillars or anyway, box or... We can, oh, yeah. we can cut out the
3: part where I just shit on my Zoom Pro experience, but...
5: But yeah, there's nothing special about Earth. So life exists on other planets. Um, A good percentage of that has probably evolved to like life that can manipulate tools and travel through space. Our current understanding of physics, though, is that nothing travels faster than the speed of light. And because most of the stars that we see in the sky are dead, because that's how long it takes for light to travel through space. It's probably very, very difficult, if not impossible, for spacefaring life forms to travel to meet each other in different places. However, they may understand physics in a way that we have yet to discover it, right. so they might have some, like, cool things. Um,
3: what in all science fiction, they travel through, like, warp holes yeah, yeah. and, like, warp drives and all that fun stuff. Are you playing an X-Files, like, action figure right now?
1: (laughs) The Christmas tree ornament that I have.
5: (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite, so there's, like, several theories as to, like, so because the universe is so fucking old and, like, we are, like, on the outskirts of it, like, we're fairly young, the theory is, like, life must exist and be super sophisticated so why hasn't it visited us yet one of my favorite theories is that the Milky Way is in some sort of intergalactic wilderness reserve (laughs) where they like can't come in
3: to visit us (laughs) we're a protected species
5: yeah (laughs) (laughs) or like there's just so much shit everywhere else in space that like every other like life form is just as bad as we are and litters everywhere and they were like this
0: one far
5: flung stretch of the Galaxy, we will leave untarnished inversion. Just
1: think about how we treat dolphins. And if they're smarter than us, we're gonna be their dolphins. So They are dolphins are
5: smarter than us. They are not smarter than us.
2: They They are, they just don't have
5: thumbs. That's
2: if you you give a
5: dolphin a thumb and they will take over
1: this goddamn planet. Literally
2: like toddlers that they're yeah. smart they're
1: very smart but they're- okay, i think that's a great place for us to end on if you if you give them thumbs they'll take over <laughs> this <laughs> so with that i'm noah daniels did
2: you have
3: something oh no no i'm JJ Jay- <laughs> G- people and
2: i'm
1: rob
4: Ooh. Ooh.